Right, team, here we go. We are away. Now, can everybody see a screen? I mean, I can't see anybody, so that doesn't look like this doesn't look like we're getting on the right path. Two seconds, team. Sorry. The zoom has disappeared. So I really do need two screens. Uh, that's fine. There we go. There we go. There we go, team. Sorry about that. Need to click share screen to share screen. Otherwise, it's just me talking myself through my own slides. That's no good, is it? Right, folks. So what we're going to be talking through today, team, is we're going to go through our fireside chat. Thank you very much for uh, your understanding in delaying it by a day. It's been great to uh, get away, get to Dublin. And by the time I got home, it would have been like five to seven. And there was absolutely no way I would have been able to just jump straight onto a call. So really, really gra uh, grateful for everyone to making it work for this evening. Now then. This evening is going to be structured in such a way that I want to go into a couple of the common places where I've seen people diving in with questions or they are kind of saying it but not saying it. And I have an uncanny way of knowing what people are thinking or saying without them thinking or saying it. There's going to be a lot of common denominators around here, and it's probably going to strike a nerve with some of you, whether it's the folks, the good folks here watching, or whether it is indeed um, when you're listening to it back, either on the podcast or re-watching this. Now, this has been recorded, so this is going to be set up into Basecamp as well, so if you do want to come back and watch this, then please do, otherwise it'll be on the podcast as well. Now then, what we are going to be going through today is, I was having a conversation with somebody today who they were feeling a little bit disjointed coming into the start of this year you know maybe it wasn't the greatest start to the year dealt a little bit of a tough hand and with that got to the point where actually they weren't where they might have wanted to have been they weren't having the successes that everyone else might have been and i think that can drive people to immobilization you know, if we have stresses at work and we're trying to do some training and we're trying to watch this, what we're eating and we're trying to deal with stuff we've got going on at home, things can become a little bit more tricky. And this is where we start juggling lots of plates. Now, this is where we look at what it is that we're trying to achieve. And you understand the emotion, the identity and the value of what it is that your goal portrays, who it is that you're trying to become. When we understand what the emotion, the identity and the value is, then we get more of a motivating adherence to what that goal is. Now, let me explain that a little bit. When I say a motivational adherence, I'm not just saying, I'm not picking on you, Tony, but it's the one that's just popped into my head. I'm not just saying 100 push-ups and being able to do that. What I'm saying here is being able to understand, okay, well, what's the emotion that I'm going to be feeling when I can do that particular goal? What's the identity? How does it change my identity by able to by being able to achieve that goal? Um, you know, what if we are looking to be able to do, um, what if we are able to fix things on a bike? Maybe we are trying to be able to fix a puncture. Maybe it's we're trying to be able to do some basic maintenance on the bike. What's the emotion behind that? Well, actually, it makes me a little bit more able then to go out and do independent cycling adventures. There's quite a few people in here that want to go out and do independent cycling adventures. So I think this is going to be quite apt. The identity, the version of somebody who is self-sufficient, not relying on 
people to have to drive me there, not relying on people to have to think about the skills for me. It's understanding, okay, what's the value of that then as well? Well, the value is, you know, I can do my next adventure. I can go out and do things that I want to be able to do. When we attach an emotion and identity and a value to something that we're trying to achieve, we are more likely to go out and actually achieve that particular goal, friends. So when we look at becoming a little bit disassociated, disjointed, disconnected with what it is that we're trying to achieve, we have become disassociated and disconnected with the emotion, the emotion, the identity or the value of what it is that we're trying to do. Now, then, let's look at that 100 push-ups again, for example. Is there any emotion behind that? The identity, the value, what does that mean? Well, actually, if we dig into Tony's reasoning for doing 100 push-ups, it was something he could do, you know, a good few years ago. Back when he was competing, it was a mark of strength that he had. Well, actually, does he feel like he's left that behind? Does he feel like, actually, I can't do that anymore? I don't feel as competent. So there, there is some emotion. The identity of who we used to be back then. Very careful place to tread here, mind. But when we're looking at that and getting inspiration from it, we might feel bad that we might not be able to do the things that we could do. So yes, there is some identity. And the value, well, you know, it's good strength marker. It's something that we know that we can stick to. It's something that we are aiming to do. It's something we can try and build on. Well, if we do accomplish that, then actually there's a lot more emotional identity and value behind that goal. So this person I was speaking to earlier today, there was a disassociation with one of those three things. And the problem with that is nine times out of 10, we'll, we'll just chin it off. You'll get to a, you'll get to a place, <clears throat> you'll, you'll, you'll start a goal. And if there's no real emotion behind it, you won't do it. If there's no real identity change behind it, you're fooling yourself. If there's no value towards it. You're wasting your time. It's exactly the same in business. It's the exact same at home. It's the exact same in whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. This is not just food and fitness now, team. This is building a business. This is the work that you've got to do at, at, you know, at work if you're working for someone rather than for yourself or building your own thing. You know, what's the emotion behind your goals at your quarterly review or your annual review? What's the identity behind you getting promoted? What's the value of that? Where does that get you? Is there emotional identity and value behind that as well? Because if there is, great, fantastic. We've got adherence to the goal. The number one secret that we all need is the is that adherence. Then fantastic. So <clears throat> what I want to what I want to have a look at is once we've identified the value, the identity, the vision, what that means, then we need to understand. I then need to commit to that action necessary to make that happen day in. And as a spelling mistake, day out or doye out, if you want to. The point is here, folks, we need to go from understanding the emotion, the identity and the value. And we need to commit to doing the action necessary to get us there. It's all fine and good. Going back to that previous slide and looking at that and going, yeah, I've planned all my goals. I've done the plan. I've got it on my wall. I've done the chart, blah, blah, blah. And you're in this, this, this utopian world of understanding the ins and outs of everything that you need to do, but you don't do anything about it. This is where the Ben Turner tough approach comes in. This is where I feel quite proud of the fact that I, I think I know with everybody here what to say to them in order to get them to move and to get them to do stuff. It's not the old Sergeant Major shouting and swearing. It's the fact that each and every one of you has a different way that you respond to communication. Particular person I was speaking to today, I knew exactly what to say. Mark's a poster boy for this, by the way. Um, we were up, uh, we went to Snowden. 
was having a hard time going up Snowdon. He won't mind me sharing this story. It's not the first time I've shared it. Shared it. Having a hard time going up Snowdon. It was a tough, tough conditions day. Very, very windy. Very, very cold. And um, he slumped down and was like, I don't think I can do it. And we were, oh, I don't know, 500 metres from the summit. Not too far from the summit at all. And I, I, I <laughs> the rest of the team were meeting us at a junction ahead. And I know Mark. I know how to communicate to Mark. And I grabbed him by the head and I was like, Mark, get up that fucking mountain. And that was it. I knew what to say. It's not always shouting in expletives. It's 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 understanding how that person responds. Lo and behold, we got up the mountain. Fantastic day. Alive. Fantastic. Brilliant. But team, if we don't commit to the actions necessary to make the things that we want to happen, happen day in, day out, every single day, then guess what? We are setting ourselves up for failure, not for success. You can have the best plan in the world, but here's the kicker team. You can get stuck in the procrastination of planning and processing and tidying and doing all these things that you feel like we should be doing in place of actually doing the commitment to do the thing, to make it happen. If we don't take those actions necessary, it won't happen. Another kicker here, folks. It's a couple of couple of hard hits from me, I'm afraid, today. You know, that commitment is going to suck to start off with. It really is, you know. Very seldom are you going to have super hype to get started and you're just going to sail through it. There are times it's going to suck. And the thing is, it's a bit like cold water swimming, actually. This was the analogy I used earlier. I pride myself on my ability to turn an analogy. And I went for a swim this morning. It was the last thing I wanted to do. It really was. Um, it was. I was already cold walking there. Um, it was very, very windy, quite chilly on uh, on on the wind. We were on the side of a hill, and I had to take all my kit off and go and jump into a pond on the side of a hill. It wasn't on top of the top five things that I would have wanted to do that day. Um, however, got there. It was happy. You know, the sun was out. It was a lovely day. Very windy, very cold, and the water I knew was going to be cold. Took all my kit off, down to shorts. And spent, and I've got the video on my phone, I, I really have, and I might turn it into a very, very boring reel and put it onto like um, uh, time lapse. Four minutes, 58 seconds, I stood in my shorts, looking at the water, deciding whether to do it or not. You know, this isn't, mental resilience is not something that happens 150% of the time. But there are times we think, oh, it's just the last thing I want to do. I just don't, I just don't want to. I know it's going to be cold. I don't want to get cold. And there's a there's a battle in your mind that's going through. Oh, I don't really want to do it, but I do kind of want to do it because it's going to make me feel good after. I've committed to doing it. And, you know, I, I need to. It's part of who I am. It's part of what I do. Oh, but it's just going to be really cold. and I don't really want to get cold. And oh, and you go through that thought process. Everyone will do it, whether you want to go and train, whether you want to eat, you know, whatever it is you want to eat. If there's maybe something that's less nutri nutritionally beneficial that you want to eat because you damn well like your food, then so be it. And you'll go through this thought process. The thing is, I knew that behind that swim, there was an emotion, identity and value of that particular goal. And it took me four minutes, 58 seconds to fully understand that and fully picture it at that particular time. Don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm in, kit off, jump in, dive bomb, off we go. Today was not one of those days. And today was one of those days where I had to think about the commitment that I need to do, the actions necessary to make that happen, to make that goal happen, to become the version of me that I'm trying to become because we are all pursuing a new version of us. And then I got in the water, put it on camera, put it on water. It was beautiful. It felt like a million tiny daggers 
stabbing the ends of my nerve cells, but it felt fantastic. And that's the thing, folks, when we're commi committing to starting training, to starting our healthier eating, forging mental resilience, going for cold swims, getting out on the hill, doing the training session, whatever it is that we're doing, you will never regret it. I'll challenge you right now. Call me out in the comments if, if I am wrong here. But you have never done a cold swim or a hill walk or a, or um, a training session or you've eaten a really damn good nutritionally dense meal, got to the end of it and regretted it. True or false? You've never regretted it. And that's the thing. There's this weird barrier that we have to cross that gets us from, oh, I don't really want to commit to, that was flipping fantastic. And it's a, it's a really thin barrier, but it's really high. And sometimes we, we don't want to have to climb, climb over it. But because it's so thin, we can just smash through it. We can get it done. We can go there. We can do the thing that we need to do. We just need to shut up our own mind, get out of our own way and do the thing. Same with business. Same with jobs. Same with home life. If you're trying to forge a better home life and you want to spend more time around your partner, your dog, your sister, your brother, your fa family, your parents, whatever, friends, and you're just like, oh, I don't really want to. I'll just stay in and watch, you know, Future Armor instead. Get out there and do the thing. Do it. Commit to the action necessary to make it happen. There is no other way to do it, team. There isn't another way to do it. There isn't. So I found this picture. This is a funny story behind this picture. This is not my picture. I found it on um, Canva on their stock images. But it turns out it's actually the anchor that sat on the pier in Tobermory. And I know it just from the look of the anchor. That's a fantastic thing. Now, before I drive on to three different areas that I want to address, just hop on into chat. Tell me your biggest takeaway. Apart from the fact that I can't spell day, give me your biggest takeaway of those that first little section. Granted, I know there are a few people who have just been joining, and that's fine. You know, give me a feel for where we're at at the moment. What's your biggest takeaway just now? Let's jump in the uh, jump in the shares. Claire, never regret it. Some days, the first ten minutes of a run is just yeah, hundred percent. 100%. Why do you think most people will quit running within that first zero to three, maybe four kilometers and not do anything more? Because that first zero to three or four kilometers suck. Your body is going through processes of burning energy, of going through different energy systems, creatine phosphate system, anaerobic glycotic system, your aerobic system, until finally it gets stuck into like, oh, okay, this feels okay now. I don't feel like I'm going to die. Awesome. We all do it. Claire does it. Tony will do it. I certainly do it. And you'll be like, bloody hell, I feel, I feel a bit unfit today. And then you crack on and you do a couple more cane. Like, this is great. Love it. High, of, high on life. And the thing is, we know the commitment. The commitment is to keep running. And you'll battle your own mind. And this is where mental, mental resilience really is forged. There's a lot of people in this in, in, in the adventure coach that want to forge that mental resilience. And this is how it's done. It's getting out there and doing the thing. It's not listening to the excuses of other people for you not to do something. It's about if you've got a workout to do and you're getting out in the rain, to get out in the bloody rain and do the workout. I have to tell myself that sometimes, and you'll all have to tell yourself that sometimes. It's natural. It's how we deal with it that counts. Uh, I have done things where I've regretted it all the way until I had finished, then I didn't. Yeah, 100%, Tony. Classic type two fun. You know, it's not always 
that the misery is not always over after three to five kilometers or so. You know, there are times where it sucks the whole way through, the whole way through. And time I did the three peaks rope climb and I continuously climbed a 20 foot gym rope for 12 hours. I hated my entire life for 12 hours. Questioned my choices, really did not enjoy it. Went to one of the darkest places I've ever been. And you really didn't enjoy it. Got to the end, got handed a pint of Guinness, high on life. Brilliant. Read something this week about running in the winter and it said give it at least 10 minutes. Yeah, 100%. Running in anything. If anybody is starting to run, that's why the couch to 5K is a little questionable because it's getting you to run, walk, and it's it's not a huge amount of time. If you want to start running, go. Get outside and move your body and commit to doing it for 20 to 30 minutes. If you can commit to 20 to 30 minutes of movement if whatever intensity, but you commit to fill that time, you'll feel fantastic. You know, exactly what you just said there, you know, giving it at least 10 minutes, 100%. I, I'd argue that that lasts all year round. Even when it's sunny and bluebird skies, it's not always perfect. Cool. Great shares, team. So if you've got any more shares as we go through, anything that your biggest takeaway is going through, jump on into chat. There'll be a little chat button at the bottom of, uh, bottom or top. I'm not entirely sure what you're seeing. Bottom or top of your screen. Click on that. Type your things in. Off we go. And I'll be able to see it. So we're going to come on to the anchor. And I'm going to come on to three different areas. We need to understand what our anchor is every single day. What do I mean by that? Now, imagine you are, imagine you're a yacht out at sea and it's stormy. Waves are crashing everywhere. Winds howling. Clouds are turning. It's getting dark. There's white horses on the waves everywhere. It's really, really rough. Now, I want you to imagine that you're sat in that boat and you're coming into land, towards land. Now, your priority in that storm is to drop anchor and stabilize yourself because that boat's gonna get tossed around like a little eggshell on top of water. No problem at all, see you later, goodbye. If we drop anchor, then that boat is being anchored in place. The story my mum told me actually, we, we, she went sailing for the first time ever um, and she had exactly this. She dropped anchor and then they had to take the boat out, get to land. They had to put another line of some description. In. I'm not a sailor. I don't know. Um, line onto um, the bank as well, just basically to keep the <clears throat> keep the boat still. They did that and they went for beers. Fantastic. But what that, what that did to the boat is that anchored the boat into a safe position so that it was set and ready to ride out the storm. Now then, let's think about what our anchor can be as we're going through our own storms through the day, because every day is a storm. Every day is unpredictable. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So as we are going into our day, let's think about what can we anchor our day into? And by that, I mean, what can we set up in the start hour or so of our day, however long your morning routine is, whatever it is, from 30 minutes to three hours, whatever, don't care. Think about what your anchor can be that can root yourself into your day. Is that getting outside and doing a workout every morning? Is that getting up and having cold dip in a lake on the side of a hill? Is that getting up, taking the dog for a walk? Is that getting up and having a litre of water? Whatever these things are, it's something you can root your day into that is your consistent. It's your constant as you're going through each day. Because nothing in every day is constant. Not even work hours, not bedtimes, not nothing. But 
the control of you getting out of bed in the morning and doing something, that is your anchor. Cup of tea is fantastic, but let's make it deeper than that. You know, oops, let's look at where we're going and what it is we're trying to do. Let's go back a couple of uh, back a couple of slides and look at the emotional, the identity, the value. There's very seldom, very seldom emotional identity and value in a cup of tea, but there isn't a workout. There isn't cold water immersion. There isn't doing something uncomfortable. There isn't doing that element of studying maybe in the morning when you've got that time to yourself. There may be that element of doing something for yourself, reading a book, doing something, reading or listening to a podcast, having some time to yourself, meditating, whatever it is. It's something that you can root yourself into every single day. When we have that and we can understand that, then and only then, I did wonder it was a bit dark. I didn't turn the light on. <laughs> then and only then can we start to take control of our day. Now then, team, I want you to think about what your anchor can be going into every day. For example, I know that I get up at the same time every morning. I know that the first thing I do when I go downstairs is I get a large glass of water and I'm going to stand outside with the dog because the dog does his thing. After that, I then do a stretching session and I read my book. I read a book for about 30 to 45 minutes, roughly, until we get to about quarter past six. When it's quarter past six, it's time for either a workout or a dog walk, depending on how my routine goes. But that first bit is my anchor of the day. If I don't do that, if I say stayed in bed for another 45 minutes to an hour, I feel terrible for the day. I feel like I'm reacting through the day. And when I feel like I'm reacting through the day, you take that attitude into work, you take that attitude to your friends, you take that attitude to your clients, you take that attitude to your, um, your family, take that attitude to your dog, and it's not good. It's not setting ourselves up for success. We are not doing the right thing for us. What we are doing is doing a disservice to ourselves by seeking this more comfortable thing. Drink hundred, do, drink 700 ml of water, cold shower, walk the dog, eat a good breakfast, then start work. Awesome. And I guarantee, Tony, if you didn't do one of those things, you would definitely feel the difference throughout your day. You know, getting up at the same time every day is one of the healthiest things that we can do. And we have 110% control of every single day. The time that you decide to get out of bed in the morning is the absolute defining factor of your overall health. One of the easiest things that we can we can adapt and, and, and change. And one of the easiest things for us to chin off. You get up every single day at the same time. Your circadian rhythm is normalized. Your bowel movements are normalized. Your hunger cues are normalized all to the same time. And guess what? The more consistent you are in getting up in the morning, the more consistent you're more likely to be in going to bed at night. The second most important part to control in our day. Not as important as the former, but definitely uh, definitely um, second place. All right, team. So we need to look at what our anchor is. Feel off we don't. Yeah, 100%, Tony. Sam, cold shower, inconsistent shift patterns mean sleep-weight cycle isn't often consistent. Yeah, 100%. I was chatting with somebody today who might be joining the adventure coach who has got 12-hour shift patterns. This is where things can be a little bit more tedious. Working shift patterns really does suck for the body. It really does. And it's not always, you know, the case that we can turn around and quit our jobs and crack on, do something else. And don't get me wrong, that's a fantastic thing for your health, but it's not, pr um, practically speaking, something that we can realistically do. 
So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we can manage ourselves as best as possible with whatever our wake up time is in that case. But again, trying to make things as consistent as possible. Or if you have the choice, minimizing any nights that you have to work. Claire, so for, for clarity here, Claire sends me all of her Whoop data. A Whoop band is this thing, which is basically a um, subscription to a band that you put on your wrist that tells you how tired you are. And Claire is probably one of the most consistent people for sleep and wake times I think I've ever met. Whoop tells me that my wake up and sleep times are consistently within 20 minutes, 95% of the time. And that is a win and gives you energy. Yeah, 100% Claire, 100%. The statistics queen that is Claire. So once we've found our anchor, we need to take action towards that anchor. Like I said before, it's all fine and good having the best plan in the world. But if we don't stick to it, if we don't actually commit, we don't take the action to it, it's useless. Put it in the bin. I was in a um, business conference um, for the start of this week. And I got a lot of information, lots of notes. And I spent today implementing those notes and that information. Because if I don't implement that information, I might as well put it in the bin. I might as well save my money and not do anything about it. The information without the implementation is useless. The plan without action is useless. So we then need to take that action and figure out what it is that we've got to do. Okay, so we've written down the routine. We've got it stuck on the wall. We stick to it every single day. Let's actually do it. I can motivate you and fire you up right now as you're watching this and listening to this. But in the morning, when you wake up in 10 hours time, is that motivation still there? Highly unlikely, highly unlikely. However, but when we look at committing to that action and making that routine as easy as possible, then guess what? We've got more chance of taking action and doing something. Actions speak louder than words, 100%, Tony, absolutely. So the next A, I like A's today. We've gone through the first two. Now we're going to look at accountability. When we look at the accountability, there are times where I don't feel like going for a swim. There are times I don't feel like doing a cold water thing. There are times I really don't want to have to get out of bed. In fact, most mornings, I don't really want to get out of bed, let's be honest. I'm, I'm warm. I'm cozy. We have a cold house, specifically because it's better for sleep. But I don't really want to get out of bed. But if I give myself the accountability to have to do so, Maybe I've organized by putting my alarm in a different place. So I have to get out of bed, remain accountable to myself. Very seldom do I get back into bed and go back to sleep. Or you make an agreement with your partner, or your family, whoever you, you share a house with, that they get up within a similar time. Or maybe like I've done a couple of times actually before now, uh, when I used to do the bin dips in my garden in our previous house, we just basically a wheelie bin full of water. Again, didn't really want to do that on a cold winter's morning. I'd go live, social media my accountability you've got this wonderful part of the community that you're in it's the adventure coach maybe that's your accountability guaranteed if you if you um if you put your structure your routine that you want to stay accountable to in the group i will see it because i'll be up at five o'clock in the morning no i don't really check my phone but if you need the accountability to be there and you put it in there then guess what we're going to see it first thing in the morning we're going to comment on it and be claire Tony, Laura, Lauren, did you do it? Did you do the thing? Is it yes? Is it no? And if you can stay accountable to that and stay accountable to other people, then guess what? You can then stay accountable to yourself. 
It's damn sight harder to be accountable to yourself than it is to other people. Other people, there's more pressure. That's why when you go to the gym and you meet someone at the gym, Mark, we, we do this, you know, meet you at the gym. You have to go because you're, you're, you don't want to let that other person down. Whereas you go on your own, it's a little bit harder to stay accountable to yourself. So use the community for what it is and stay accountable and say, look, team, I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning and I'm going to go for a 5K run or whatever it is you're going to do. Brilliant. Awesome. See you at then in the morning. I have that with some people that I'm just chatting to on Instagram in messages, you know, previous clients, potentially future clients, doesn't really matter. Just lovely people. And they said, oh, I'm going to go for a run tomorrow morning. Great. What time? Yeah, I'll be, I'm going to get out the door by six o'clock in the morning. Fantastic. And I've messaged them at 10 to six. They've either been in bed or they've been putting their shoes on. Choice is yours, team. This is this is this is what the coaching side is all about. You know, we can look through the anchors and what our plan is. We can help put that into action. This bit, I can only do so much. This team can only do so much. It's 60% down to utilizing the community, 40% down to what's going on in your own head. We can hype you up as much as possible, but you have to do the work. You have to identify what that vision, what that emotion, and what that identity is in that goal. You need to commit to the action to do the thing. Don't get carried away. Stick to the plan, but do the thing. All right, team? So <clears throat> before we move on to the next section, jump on into chat. Tell me your biggest takeaway so far, looking at anchors, actions, and accountabilities. Otherwise, I'm talking to a brick wall here. Talk to me about what you've taken away so far on this particular call. Jump on into chat. Uh, always, have, always have my bedroom with that radiator on. Yeah, 100%. Cold room, 100%. <clears throat> we'll get two more shares and then we'll move on. So jump on into chat. Don't be scared. The more you can own this and, and take away from it, the more you're going to get out of this. Like I said, right at the beginning of when everybody started with the adventure coach, you know, crap in, crap out. What you put into this process, you will get out of it. So jump on into chat. Tell me what your biggest takeaway is thus far. Tony, always write my goals down. Yeah, 100%. If you can write them down, you've taken the first step towards the accountability of actually making the thing happen. If you can write them down, you're going to follow it through. Or rather, you have a better chance of following it through. Using specific action as an anchor for future habits. Yes, absolutely. Sam, that's actually called something called habit stacking. If ever you've looked at the work into atomic habits, um, things like that. I can't remember the author's name now off the top of my head. I've just had a bit of a blind um, a uh, mind fart. Laura, jump on chat. Tell me the, uh, tell me the um, author. can't remember now off the top of my head. Um, you know, that's called habit stacking. That's looking at an action and stacking it with a different habit. So, for example, a really simple one is every time I flick the kettle on to make a cup of tea, I do 10 push-ups. Or, for example, when my alarm goes off, I have next to it my shorts and my T-shirt, and they go on straight away immediately. I have to get out of bed to do so. You know, it's, it's looking at when we go through those, what can we do to be the precursor to doing something else? <clears throat> Sending through notes after workouts makes me evaluate. Yeah, 100%. So Claire, she'll send me through all the notes from her workouts as she's done them. Uh, again, it's good self-evaluation. The WhatsApp chat then becomes basically a training diary. All of those workout notes, you've got that as an evaluation. So we can look at that. You've got accountability, which is essential, which is fantastic. Even if it's me just reacting with a little emoji, it's there. I've seen it. I've read it. You've put it out there. It's in the ether. 
you know, when we can do that, James Clear, thank you very much, Laura. When we can do that, we're stacking those habits together. We are making the thing happen. We are building the version of us that we are trying to become. We are forging the anchors, the actions, and the accountability for you to see through these goals. And that's what it's all about, team. It's as simple as that. It's understanding those three elements. It's finding those KPIs, those key performance indicators, those KPAs, key performance actions, the action steps that you need to take, doing the work. Doing the work. Consistency and routine is key to doing the thing, doing the thing when the brain makes the excuses. Absolutely. Every single one of our brains will make excuses. Every single one of you. And if you say no, you're lying. Every single one of us will make excuses at some point along our journey. Doesn't matter what the cue is. It's about how we deal with it. I'm really tired. I, you know, I'm, I'm comfy in bed. This is what we do now. Get out of bed. It's raining outside. It's dark. It's cold. This is what we do now. Go and jump in the lake. This is as much for me as it is for you guys. You know, when we have those excuses, get outside and do it. Don't think about it. Don't tell anyone else about it. Just do it. Put a quick message on the Facebook group. I'm going to go and do this now. And I'm going to check in with you after my workout. I'm going to go and do this now. I'm not going to check in with you while I'm in the shower because that's weird. But after I've had my cold shower, I'm going to check in and say, yeah, Bosh did the thing. We have a group of people, of 12 people, all saying, you know, I've been doing the thing, I've been doing the thing, I've been doing the thing. They're fantastic. What a powerful group that will become because everybody is implementers, not just information stackers. It's quite a crude term, but I heard the term of mental masturbation when you're just accumulating information and not doing anything with it. We're not implementers in that sense. We're just we're just kind of stimulating ourselves mentally just for the just for the sake of it. It's pointless. Become an implementer. When I was running my own business, I had goals that took 11 years to, to achieve. Uh, but I write them down 11 years early. Yeah, 100%. Took 11 years to achieve, but you write them down now. I have a message from uh, somebody the other day. Didn't really want to do the check-in because, you know, I didn't feel overly confident with what I was going to be putting down. Good. Good. Because I can tell you right now, it will not always be positive. It will not always be success. It will not always be progress. Sometimes there's going to be character. And it's how you deal with that. It's how you deal with that that counts. Looking at that and going, step into the shoes of my own coach now. Be, be objective. All right. Maybe the numbers aren't stacking up the way I want them to. Maybe those workouts didn't go particularly well. Maybe life dealt me a bit of a bad hand that week. Maybe my weight's fluctuated. Maybe I've eaten particularly badly because I'm reacting to something different. Maybe this has happened. Maybe that's happened. Maybe I'm thinking this way. Good. Deep breath. Be objective. That's interesting. I wonder why that is. One sentence answer. Why did I not work out? Because I felt like shit. Okay, fine. Move on to the next one. Hmm. Why did I have that stress? Hmm. Because this happened at work. Okay, interesting. Nothing I can do about it now. Why don't I do that workout on Wednesday? Someone cut me up on the road. All right, nothing I can do about that now. Be objective. Master your own mind, your own thoughts, and your own emotions. And then we have success. This is where we go past food and fitness and all that mumbo jumbo. That's easy. That is the easy part. It's the consistency of changing who the hell we are along this journey that is the bread and butter and that's why coaches exist because i'm inviting you to think like this 
And I'm only inviting you to think like this because I have done and still am walking that very same path. That's the beauty of what we do. It's a big path laid out in front of us. It doesn't really matter where everyone is on that path. Some people are further ahead than others. It really doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is we all keep pushing along that path and we're enjoying the process of getting there. That's it. That might be type two fun. That might be type one fun. You know, you're enjoying it along the way. Great type one. You're hating it along the way, but you're seeing the benefits and you're enjoying the results after. Brilliant. Type two fun. But the ultimate thing is we are pushing ourselves forward. It's too easy to focus on what we can't do and good to recognize what we can do and do do. Other people often see you as success, see the successes better than you. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness me. The amount of times I have beaten myself up for not being who I thought I should be. Really confused as to who I was and what I was. Really confused. And when people say, oh, you did, you did that like, and that and that and that. Wow, that's really, really cool. That's, that's amazing. Like, you've done so much. Like, no, I really haven't. Yeah, you've done loads. You've done so much more than any other, whatever. Okay, maybe I have. And then we start to understand it. And if you can look at that and stop beating yourself up and be like, yeah, actually I have. And be something that was introduced to me earlier this week. Humbly brag. You know, you're not going in and be like, way, look at me. What you're doing is you're saying, look, I have done that, actually. I've got a list of the things that I have achieved at some point in my life. Just to remind me of that, because I'm terrible for thinking that way sometimes. If I feel like everything's going wrong, the whole world caves in. And then we need to deal with it. And sometimes you need to go, do you know what? I have done these things. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. In that case, the person who's done all those things that I've got listed there, like how would they deal with this situation? They'd go and do the thing. They'd become 1% better. They would do all the things that I will preach and ram it onto you every single day, rain or shine, sun or moon. We are our worst critic and so quick to diminish our achievements damn right and sometimes that's useful because we do an after action review and we can look at where we need to grow and we need to develop other times it's less useful because we let it go too far we let it good go too far because the inner chimp gets control and starts throwing poo everywhere and when the inner chimp starts to throw poo everywhere then it becomes a bit of a negative feedback loop and we get stuck in this process of yeah, I've done this wrong. Yeah, I've done this wrong. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, you have done this wrong. Yeah, and that was because of this. And you're useless and you're rubbish and you might as well give up. Instead of drawing the line under, yeah, okay, I did this and I did this and I didn't do that. Definitely could have gone better. Right. Stop. Breathe. Be objective. Be our own coach. What can I do to not make that happen again? Claire, after your first race last year, you did an after action review. After everybody's done an event, that we are aiming for, a big goal that we're aiming for. We will sit down and do an after-action review together. Charlie, we did one as well. We'll look at that and go, right, what went well? What didn't go well? Let's look at the three things that went well. Great, cool, park them. Now let's look at the three things that didn't go well. Okay, great. Understand them, identify them, be objective, park them. What's the three things now that we can do to ensure that we can build on those worst things or those uh, sort of more negative things? Build and adapt and progress. Great, move on. Job done. Cool. Bit of a tangent for me there, but I love this stuff. So shiny objects brings you nothing but dragons. And this is a little bit of a uh, little bit of a reference to The Hobbit and dragons being surrounded by gold. Gold is fantastic and dwarves will hoard it and hoard it and hoard it. But guess what? Dragons come knocking. 
if we go looking for the shiny thing, the next new thing, the next new element of our training plan, what we're not ready for, we're reading this thing and being like, oh, I want to do this instead. Or we're looking at this new diet or that new diet or this way of thinking or this new book. And we're not really sticking to any particular plan. We're amassing shiny objects. And that's great. Dwarves mass loads of gold. But what if they don't do anything with it? It sits there. It rots. And it brings in dragons. And those dragons, in this sense, are in action, are not bringing about the results that we want, not doing the thing that we want to do. When we look at dragons, we're looking at things that are bringing us negative returns. The information that we're not utilizing, massing shiny things, all these different things that we just haven't committed to, shiny things, all this stuff that's superfluous to our progress shiny things when in reality the bread and butter of what we're doing is our plan stick to the plan do the plan don't amass shiny things because you're going to bring dragons when we start to bring dragons dragons undo our gains they take away our gold just like in dwarves needed to get a lord of the rings reference in there somewhere and i'm proud of that but when we go around and we look at shiny objects and we get shiny object syndrome I get it sometimes. Oh, I need to get this new app or this new program or this new thing. No, I don't. I need to look at what I need to do. I need to do the do, make the plan, get it done. Excuse me. And as I'm going through that, I'm not getting stuck with shiny things, but rather focusing on the most important things there. So I'm not inviting dragons to come and rain on the parade and take over my gold, my hoard of information that's useless my hoard of diets and, and training extras and all this stuff that's just superfluous and wasting my time. But I'm attached to it. So if a dragon comes and steals it, I'm going to feel bad about it. Instead, I'm focusing on the ring, the ring of power, the one shiny thing that's most important to me, which is the plan and sticking to it. Does that make sense, team? I forgot to say, actually, as you're going through, if any of this hits a chord, and you really resonate with it then do me a huge favor take a little snapshot of this screen share it on social media tell me tell me and tell the world what your biggest takeaway was because every single call now on tuesdays and thursdays is going to be this format this setup it's going to be on zoom it's going to be some slides and some stuff mostly to keep me going in the right direction so i don't go off on too many tangents but also so that we have a little bit more connectivity between this group because i can see all your lovely faces here on the side here looking at me through this uh, through the screen and we can interact a little bit easier the chat is so much easier to get through and it's a little easier to manage than facebook lives so if there is something that you feel resonates with you then please do you know take a snapshot share it on social media t tell me t tell the world because if you tell the world what it is that you're doing then they'll get on board with it they'll be like bloody hell sarah is really taking control of our life Laura really is doing the thing. Tony really is growing and excelling. Claire really is becoming Iron Claire. Mark really is becoming unstoppable. That's awesome. And you know what you'll do? You'll inspire someone else to do better in their life. That's the beauty of it. We can share as much in this community as possible, which is absolutely brilliant. And I love everything in this group. It's fantastic to see everyone's shares. But the thing is, when you share with somebody outside, you, you might just change one of their little habits you might just improve their life by one small amount 
You might stop them amassing shiny objects and focusing on one single thing, sticking to it, getting to the plan, loving the process and doing the thing, seeing it through to the end, reaping the results. Does that make sense, team? So <clears throat> January challenge. Everybody's doing fantastically well on the January challenge. It's really, really good to see everybody's progress. Uh, we've got some people who've already completed them. We've got some strangers outside of, um, uh, of outside of the adventure coach that have already completed them. Now then, if you have got to the point where you are going to go for it and whatever your January challenge is, you're going to you're just going to go for it. Then fantastic. Do so. Remember that there is that little screenshot thing that we've got. And I'll post it again in the group and pin it to the top if we've missed it. Um, basically, take a screenshot of that and fill in the sentence. And it says, I have done insert whatever it is that you've done here for the first time as part of a January challenge. Tell the world what it is that you're doing. Tell the world that you've done something new inspire them to do something else let's change as a community right now let's change the dichotomy of january thinking this is why this january challenge exists to get people to go and do stuff that's a bit more adventurous charlie the poster boy of it going out doing a k and a half run and then doing 10 mental crossings of a random ford in the countryside fantastic wild swim spot as well by the way crossing it 10 times running home where, where, where's the losing 10 pounds in January there? The new year, new me. That's just going out and being something a little bit more adventurous than you were before. And let me tell you, team, that is so much more valuable than new year, new me thinking, where we are isolating ourselves to restriction. And there are so many people in the world right now that are struggling their way through January to do that. So I'm going to share that again. Get it in there. Take that screenshot, put it onto a post, put it onto a story, wherever in the world. I will share what you share and tell people what you've done. And that marks the end of the January challenge when you have done that and completed that. I can tick a box to say that you have done that and then we get free stuff at the end of it. Dems the rules, yeah? Does that make sense? Does that sound like something everybody can do? Just jump on chat just now, make sure I'm not talking to a wall and tell me how we're getting on with our individual challenges. We've got an awful lot of them for everyone here in the group. How are we getting on? What's our progress looking like? Awesome. Yes, is good. <clears throat> Amazing work. Good stuff, team. Right. I'm just jump on into, uh, into chat. I'm just going to uh, allow people to do a couple of quick shares while I'm bringing up some questions from your forms. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got something stuck in my stuck in my throat and just while we're getting a couple more shares i'm going to bring some questions up from forms which i've written them on my notes just here <clears throat> what have we got another test run of the bring sally up squat challenge lovely sam not started but should do this week yes awesome lessons learned from the first attempt 100 percent um some facial expressions learned from the first attempt as well by the look of it as well eh, eh. Good stuff, team. We're doing fantastically well. So just before we jump onto questions, biggest takeaway from this whole talk, let me know. Jump on into chat. Tell me your biggest takeaway. Uh, there is seven of us in here, so that'll be seven messages. Jump on in there and let me know. Sarah's got a route. Awesome. 25K ride, 50% of the run through this weekend. Awesome, Tony. Amazing. Get a couple more shares and then we'll move on to questions and then we'll close off. The questions are going to be based on some of the things that we've got in our forms just here. 
which is good. Come on, team, don't be shy. Don't be shy, don't be shy, don't be shy. Get on in that chat. All righty. Happy days. Right. So questions, team. If we have any questions at all from our coaching strategies so far, actions through this week, anything from the start of the year, put them in the chat now as I'm talking through some of the other questions. We'll answer them all. We'll be done in less than five minutes. All right, team. So you've had any questions at all. Come on, test me. Empty your brain. There has to be something. There'll be something you're questioning. You know, we had a lot of greens, which was amazing to see on our check-in forms, which is really, really good. There were also some uh, ambers and maybe a one or two reds. But let's look into that. Is there a question there that we need to have answered? If so, put them in there and we'll answer it as we go through. But I'm going to start off with a couple of questions that we've got in our assessments, just so that I can get a feel for it. Now, one seems to be that we've got a couple of us that are struggling with illnesses. Now, I need to jump on this one, team, and just say, look, if you're struggling with feeling a little bit under the weather, getting the lurgy, that sort of stuff, there's an awful lot of it going around everywhere at the moment. Don't fight your way through it by trying to do all the fears and do all the stuff and be a savage. There's no point. You're just going to be dragging yourself down. Let yourself recover. However, abide by these rules. Number one, hydration, three liters of water per day. Drink more water. Flush it through. Number two, tons of variety and tons of protein, what you're eating. Make sure that you are setting your um, setting your body up for success, setting your nutrition up for success and recovery. Protein is paramount. Variety is paramount. Sleep. Do plenty of sleeping, folks. Do plenty of sleeping. Solid seven to nine hours, not 79 hours um, per night in order to recover from these things. You need to reset your body and your body needs to recover and it can best do that through sleep. And then finally, get outside. Still get out and do the thing. Get outside, move, do some exercise, whether that's not a run, but a walk, whether that's not a sprint session, but a jog, whether that's a lighter weight session, a mobility session, whatever. Get outside, get some fresh air and get out of your stale, stagnant houses where you're going to be just breathing in this, this lurgy air and get some fresh air in your lungs. Move the blood around your body. I guarantee that will expedite your, your healing process and your recovery process. All righty. So I feel like I've hammered that one, which is good. Um, any other questions? We've got one there. Just decent, sorry, decent tasting electrolyte. I've got two options for you. One a bit more cost effective is go for a high five zero, the little effervescent tablets. They're really, really good. Or if you want to go for maybe the not so budget friendly one, but it's not extortionately expensive, go for Raw Velo, their hydration drink. Really, really good electrolyte drink. Got a touch of glucose in there as well to aid in the absorption of water and the rehydration because glucose is going to help to an extent. Um, really, really good tasting. Does not taste like you're drinking PVA glue water, which is great. Some, some of the... Um, electrolyte drinks do but either high five or zero or raw velo got both of them on the cupboard downstairs really really good stuff high fives a lot more useful for just in there straight into a water bottle it's got zero calories hence the name zero so it's not going to be you know spiking blood sugar or insulin or anything like that um it will still be as part of a fast if you're fasting at any part of the day but it does help get those electrolytes in and um and improve your hydration Cool. So next up, let's have a look at the next question. Sorry, excuse me. 
What have we got here? Practicing mental fortitude. Yes, 100%. So practices for mental fortitude. I think we've pretty much covered that actually today. You know, picking something and sticking to it. That's the secret. It's the, it's the, it's the not so secret secret to mental fortitude and mental resilience is doing something every day and having the resolve to be able to do it. You know, the conversation I was having earlier today that the resolve was simply to get out and use the first hour of the day and be outside. If you do that every single day, every day, maybe your resilience is set in getting up at 5.30 every morning, every day, seven days a week. Whether your partner stays in bed or not, doesn't matter. You matter. Your resilience matters. You're on a journey of improvement. That matters. You know, whether you want to get out of bed and then maybe on a Sunday I'll do this, like get out of bed, sort the dog out, have a drink, read my book until a bit more of a sociable time. I'm not going to be jumping on social media and work and stuff on a Sunday. I might get back into bed, bring Laura a coffee or something and, you know, sit and chat for a bit. You know, that's a nice leisurely morning, but I've stuck to the program of getting out of bed at the same time. Maybe I'll have a nap on a Sunday afternoon to get a little bit of extra, extra sleep in. Maybe I'll go to bed a little bit earlier or get watching some awful thing on Netflix and having a slightly later night. Again, suboptimal, but again, I'm maximizing that morning time. Don't watch The Watcher on Netflix. It'll freak you out. Really, what a, what a weird thing. Um, okay, other questions. Have we got any other questions at all? Otherwise, we'll close off in two minutes. That will take us exactly to eight o'clock. What a fantastic hour that was. I don't think I've got any more questions, but I'm just going to quickly double check. Okay, good. This is a last, this is a good one to end on. Struggle with a motivation to go for a run. Being dark, damp, cold, pre-setting off, um, and by the time I got back, you know, we're going to work, we're going to play some, go to uni, whatever it is in the dark, we're coming back in the dark. It's pretty grim. The thing is, we've got to do the work now so that we can make it feel better when it's wonderful in the summer and we can cycle to work and do the thing that we need to do in, in the summer. It's fantastic when it's sunny and warm at six o'clock in the morning. That is not now. We need to go back a couple of slides and we need to go back to understand this bit here the emotion the identity the value of getting up in the morning to do the thing once you understand the emotion attached to it why do you want to get up in the morning and do the thing what does that mean to you really who is it you're trying to become What's the value of you doing that thing? You doing that thing, getting up in the morning, doing your training session, that's going to forge the version of you you're trying to become. There's the value. The identity of becoming somebody who gets up in the morning and does that and works systematically to become that best version of yourself. That's the identity. The emotion. What's the cost if you don't do it? What's the cost if you don't do it? Think about it. Think about the cost if you don't do it. Am I going to remain where I am now? Be brutal with yourself as well. Am I lazy now? Do I want to stay that way? Do I need to lose weight? Do I want to stay in this particular place? Do I treat my body like landfill? Do I want to stay in this particular place? Do I feel like crap? Do I want to stay in this particular place? I'm not picking on anyone here. I'm saying that these are the thought processes we need to go through. Because when you can have the emotion behind it, you will follow this through. Be brutal with yourself. Do you want to be, and this is to every single person here, not to any one particular person at all, generalization. Would you want to be a fat, 
lazy, passive version of you. I'm cutting pretty deep now. Think about it. The version of you that doesn't become who you know you can be. The crazy version of you, the adventure version of you, the athlete version of you, the leaner version of you, the stronger version of you, the more confident version of you. Do you want to stay there and passively watch it go by? Or do you want to become the person that you know you can be, that does the thing, that becomes strong, lifts some heavy shit and put it back on the ground again, becomes the crazy version of ourselves that goes that everybody knows and everybody loves and questions whether your, your sanity when you want to go off and do these adventures, the version of you that is systematically getting fitter and healthier and looks better when you look at yourself in the mirror, you feel better in your own skin, you feel better in your own mind. Doesn't that sound like a better place to be? People are inspired by you and your progress. You are inspired by you and your progress. Doesn't that feel like a better place to be? If that's not motivation to get up and do the thing in the morning, I don't know what is. Now then, like I said, you're going to be getting out of bed in nine hours. Don't let this motivate. This motivation will have gone. Don't let the thought process go. Think about it now. Charlie does a great thing. Charlie Took does a great thing. He puts it on his um, on the background of his phone. So that on the background, he has a couple of statements that we've taken and he's put it as a little Canva background and filled it in. And it's been a couple of you know buzz statements like um, you can do better than this, I think was one that he took away from it. Uh, and it's a couple of one or two or three commitments. And every time I picked up his phone, it was like, you can do better than this, Charlie. And commitment one, two and three and four. And that kept it present in his mind. So I'm going to leave you with that team. We've got a couple of things in chat here. I'm just going to finish that off. Uh, we'll try one of those. Train hard, race easy. Although that race at the weekend wasn't that easy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's going out there and doing the thing. Understanding why it is that you're here. Because that's your job to find. And then doing and finding out what it is that you need to get there, need to do to get there. That's my job to help you. All right, team. I hope you've enjoyed that. Each of our Tuesday and Thursday calls are going to be in this forum now where we are looking at um, jumping on Zoom. We're going to have some slides and stuff. It's going to be really cool. Um, I hope that you have all enjoyed that. Um, yes, the picture looked much better now I turned the light on. Sorry about the fuzzy picture to start off with. Hope you all enjoyed that. Been an absolute pleasure to have you all here. It is 8 p.m. Go and enjoy your dinners and your evenings. And do whatever it is that you need to do. And I'll speak to you all next time. Adios. Peace.